Hello, people. Welcome to our first week of the Corner Post podcast. Woohoo. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Good. Yes, sir. All righty. Welcome, Zach. <clears throat> Welcome to our week one aftermath episode. What a crazy week one it was, right? It definitely was. We had some unexpected turns. Let's just say that. <laughs> definitely, real, man. Some shockers out there. Like I said, we, we will get to it. We will get to it. We'll get to it all. I am really excited to get to it all. Just trying to get all my notes in order and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So how was, was your week? How, what was, I don't know, what, what, were, what were your feelings going into week one? Um, my feelings going into week one were good. Coming out of week one, uh, not so good. My team lost. <laughs> all of my fantasy teams lost except for one. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, dude. Hopefully week two is better, like I said. I wish all my fantasy teams won. My dynasty lost. I lost to you in dynasty, so congratulations on that win. My team, Thank my you. team beat your team on Monday night, which made me a little bit more happier. But I overall, I felt great watching it. I mean, I did fall asleep. I'm not gonna lie, I fell asleep. I were I stayed up for 25. Hours. Oh man, I stayed up for 25 hours straight just to watch football. Yeah, but, I can't hate. Because True. right after work, uh, right after work, I had to go do something, so I couldn't really go to sleep. And I, was, I was just like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay up, and it didn't happen. But I watched all the recaps, I replayed all the games, so I'm ready for it. I'm excited. All right, yeah, man, for sure. So let's go. Let's go right into it with the week one recap. Let's start off on Thursday night. The Kansas City Chiefs at home. Texans walking in. Let me just say, I did not expect anything less than this game. And this game pretty much did exactly what I thought it was. It was a great, outstanding game. Um, yeah, there's a lot of action, a lot of offense going on in there. Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek had a big play for the touchdown when he expanded the play right out of the pocket. Yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty much showed everything that you pretty much expected in that game. 100%. It was a good way to kick off the season. I'm not going to lie. There are, there were some unexpected things that happened in that game. But let's tell you the score. Kansas City Chiefs came out on top 34-20. to 20. Um, What were your, your surprises in that game? Um, I think the biggest surprise was Clyde Edwards Hilaire probably being more NFL ready than we thought. Um, I mean, we knew that he was going to be good. We, I don't think we all knew that he was. But he had like 130 something yards rushing or something like that. He, he had a, you know, great game. He leads the NFL in rushing. That's just, that's all I have to say. Yep. <laughs> he leads the NFL with rushing. So, yeah, that was a really big shock. But you know what was a big shock for me? David. Johnson. That's also true. Yeah, yeah, man. He showed back up when he was playing with the Cardinals after his one 
big year that he had, and he had that injury, and then he just played and played, and he was nobody. Then he got tra- traded to the uh, to the Houston Texans for the uh, Hopkins. Everyone thought that was the worst trade ever because DeAndre Jobs, DeAndre Johnson, or David Johnson, sorry, David Johnson was a fluke. Everyone thought he was a one shot wonder, but look at him. Yeah. He really balled out. Got a touchdown. He really played hard on that, and I I, I liked the way he ran. I mean, he didn't get a he didn't rack up a lot of rushing yards, but he showed a lot. That's what that's what mattered. Yeah, me too, man. I like David Johnson. Um, you know that, so I'm happy that he's back. Yeah. Um. So we both picked the Chiefs to win, and they won. So we both are one and zero in our picks. All right, we're going down to Carolina, where the Las Vegas Raiders step into town with the Carolina Panthers. What did you expect from this game? Um, it was. It was a pretty high scoring game. Um sixty four points. I yeah, I I really liked what I saw from both sides of the ball. Uh, the Panthers put up a lot more offense than I had expected because I was really high on the Raiders defense. Agreed. Uh, they gave me negative one in all my leagues, unfortunately. <laughs> uh yeah, so that's not good. But um, you know, Derek Carr actually showed up and played. Um Josh Jacobs, man, three touchdowns. He really balled out. He, so he uh, really played hard. Yeah. Um I did not think it was going to be that high of a score game. I really didn't. I They blew me out of the water. I'm just going to say that. I literally was watching it, and then uh, I was like, this is going to be a really low-scoring game. This is going to be a one-sided game when I was watching it. And so I switched to red zone, and then <laughs> I just kept tabs on it, and I'm like, holy crap, this is getting a good game. So that was my mistake, but it, it was a good game. Very good game. Um, so the Raiders came out on top, thirty-four to thirty. Very close game. Raiders are now one and zero, and we are two and zero for both of our picks. We both chose the Raiders. Yep. All right, we're going to the no-name team. The Washington Football Team hosts <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles. Shocker. Oh man. I'm just gonna tell you right now, Washington football team is one and oh. They beat the Eagles twenty seven seventeen. I don't even know what to say about this. Man, you know, I've 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 seen that on red zone. The Eagles offensive line was super banged up and uh, dude, Wentz just had no time at all to do anything. It was really hard to get anything going. Eight sacks. And, and 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 I mean yeah, dude, like their their D line is no joke either. They have you know Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Matt, Jonathan I, Allen, Matt, they got I, a I lot also. of games. Yep, Brian Kerrigan. Yeah, it, it's no. Their defense really is. Yeah, their their defense is really really strong, and and people I know people hate Carson Wentz because he always gets injured, but when you have an offensive line that's giving up eight sacks, if he keeps getting banged up like that. Her game, he's gonna bound to get injured again. You're gonna get hurt, yeah. and it's not even his fault. Like that's just really bad on the car co- on the coaching staff for not helping get more players for that offensive line on the everything. 
just not helping. Injuries too. They were they were pretty banged up. Rieger got hurt. I'm pretty sure as well. Yeah, Lane Johnson. A lot of guys were banged hurt. Up. That whole team is hurt, and that's that's the story coming in with the Philadelphia Eagles. Like we thought we were gonna, we I thought they were going to be high. They got Rager, who I really liked coming out of college. Deshaun Jackson's back. Miles Sander. Of course, you got your boy Zach Ertz. I really thought they were going to be something big, and they just all get banged up every year. It's kind of sad. Yeah, it does suck, dude. Um, but let's go on to the next game where the Atlanta Falcons host the Seattle Seahawks. Another high-scoring game. Seahawks came in, <laughs> came came out the victor, thirty-eight twenty-five. Well, and yeah, man, that was that was a great game from Russell Wilson. I was just about to say my MVP pick. Yep, I was just about to see say. Russell Wilson, you picked him for the MVP, and he's already four touchdowns in, no picks. Like, right? Really? Yeah, good. dude. Like, looking really good, Russell. Yeah, dude, you had a great game. Um, uh, Chris Carson, huge game for them. Yeah, he was huge in their win. Um, big. Yeah, dude. Hey, Ridley had a big game for the Falcons. Dude, I was just about to say Ridley and Julio, both of them had a huge game. You know who else had a decently sized game? Todd Gurley coming back. What a touchdown, yeah, dude. With a new team. All right. Now we're heading down up to Buffalo. Buffalo hosts the New York Jets. Oh, by the way, we both lost the Eagles pick because we both picked the Eagles. And we mm-hmm. both won the Seahawks pick. So we are three and one right now, yes. both of us. Now we're going to go to the Bills. We knew they were going to win. Um, we both picked them. I didn't think yep. I didn't think there was any chance the Jets were going to beat them. But <laughs> to see how miserable the Jets looked is what I did not expect. Right, dude. Yeah, that offense just looked like I don't even terrible. I don't like, even bro. know how they put up seventeen points. Like I literally just don't understand how they did it because that team looks so out of sync, so misplaced. Like there was just nothing. I I don't know. But my boy Josh Allen, he killed it. Huge game. He had what three touchdowns? One rushing, two passing. Yeah, yeah. He went over three hundred yards. I think that was the most passing yards he's ever had in his career. Yep, his in a his game. I believe first time hitting over three hundred. Yep, three hundred and twelve yards, two passing touchdowns, no interceptions, and one rushing touchdown. Yeah, man, and that is actually sick because I made a side bet with a league member in. Actually, a former uh, guest that we've had, Jared, uh, we made a bet in one of our dynasty leagues, a side bet for a jersey that I said that Josh Allen would get more rushing touchdowns than Lamar Jackson. Oh, and you're high on Lamar Jackson. Like, you are high on Lamar Jackson. That's uh, pretty... I'm not going to lie, dude. I'm also 
starting to get really high on Josh Allen, honestly. Dude, I told you coming out of the draft, Josh Allen's a beast, and no one believed me. Everyone thought I was gone crazy. Yeah, he was your guy, yeah. I, he was my favorite your quarterback. I liked Rosen, you liked him. Who'd you like in that draft? I forgot. Oh, yeah, you liked uh, Rosen. Rosen. We all know what he's going through. <laughs> But yeah, but yeah. Although, although thankfully, in, in fantasy purposes, I took Lamar Jackson in that year. Yeah, thankfully, in the dynasty startup. No, that's one hundred percent. Yeah, but Josh Allen, man, he, I, I loved him in Wyoming. Thought he had an excellent arm, and he was like that underdog runner that no one really expected. He he reminded me a lot of Cam Newton, but with a better arm. I feel like. I like that comparison. He does remind me of Cam Newton. All right, let's head over to Jacksonville, which I think was the wow, dude, biggest shocker. This killed my parlay. I think this was the biggest shocker. Did this killed all of my survivor pools? This killed all of that. My bets. The oh, Colts. Hell of Rivers, on guy. Colts came in pretty much the corner post podcast favorites. Uh, we had no faith in the Jaguars. <laughs> and when I say no faith, we both had them going zero wins, 16 losses. Well, that obviously was a false one. Week one. Wow. Even it's not even like they won a game week, like four week one, right off the bat. Yeah. Proving us wrong. Proving us wrong. is right. That team actually looked Dangerous, like that. Gardner Minshew had what, one incompletion. Like, yeah, exactly, crazy. one incompletion or something on that line, and he blew out the Indianapolis Colts really bad. All right, some bad showing on the Indianapolis Colts. Philip Rivers, man, he looked out of place. Yeah, he pretty much looked like he did last year for the uh, Chargers. Chargers, man. Yeah. I don't know what he was doing. Is, do you think it's a, getting close to the time? Like, do you think he should just call it quits or no? Yeah, I'm not going to lie, dude. I mean, if he keeps playing like that towards the end of the year, I won't be surprised to see Easton step in and get some playing time, even a little bit. I Maybe week 17 or something. wouldn't mind Easton stepping in, but unfortunately, I would probably see like realistic terms, Jacoby Brissett would probably step in. But if I was the Colts, I'd put Easton in because I'm a fan of Easton. Yeah, I mean, I think they got to see what they have for the future. Mm-hmm. You you already know what Brissett is. You don't know what Easton is yet. Exactly. But Marlon Mack going down with an <laughs> ACL injury. Like we'll we'll get to that more into the podcast. Um. Nakeem Hines, where the hell did that guy come out of? Hines, yeah, dude. Um, he had he had a couple touchdowns, like a pair of touchdowns at least, right? He had two catching touchdowns, two catching touchdowns, or maybe yeah, man, one big, one. I don't. Um, he definitely had a, a good game, but he's not the starting running back. Can you believe that? 
Two Hines? Yeah, he's not the starting court running back. Who do they have starting, Taylor? Mm-hmm. They announced Taylor as the starting running back with Hines' as backup. Oh, wow. So they must really like Taylor. Oh, that's good. All right. That's big. I did not know that. Yeah, it is big. It's bigger for me and my dynasty. <laughs> anyway, let's head over to Detroit, where you had the Detroit Lions beating out the Bears. And I had the Bears beating out the Detroit Lions. So, I came out on top of that that scuffle between us. You shouldn't have. DeAndre Swift dropped that pass in the end zone with six seconds left. Oh, man. Chicago Bears won 27-23, which was a really good game. And I'm going to go back to, I think, episode three or four. I don't remember exactly, but in one of your all-time hot takes, like your all-year hot takes, you said, and I quote, Nick Foles will not start more than four games this season. Yep. And I'm going to hot quote quote that, and I'm going to say he's not going to start a single season game right now. Because I like that team. Mitch Tabisky, man, he balled out. Right, bro. He looked really good. He looked good, and he made all the sh- haters shut up. That's all I gotta say. There was some beef in the uh, Bears locker room of recent. But really? apparently it got all sorted out. Allen Robinson, their top wide receiver, mm. demanded a trade. And then, as of recent... Yeah, that was weird to me. I um, I didn't even know why he was coming out and being like, oh, I'd like a trade because like the Bears just came off a win and... I mean, I don't know if he, I don't know how his numbers were, but it wasn't, it was just weird to me. They're coming up and he was like, I want to trade. Yeah. It wasn't his numbers. It's actually a contract talk. They are, um, Allen Robinson and the bears organization cannot come to terms with a contract apparently, but later on in the, I think today, later on today, um, Allen Robinson and head coach and the owner sat down together and, found a common ground. I don't know what that is yet, but they are all good. So I don't know what's happening there anymore. But Allen Robinson did demand a trade for, I think it was yesterday and like the beginning of today, he was like, I'm done. I I unfollowed all the people in Chicago and he did all that stuff players do that when they want out. But apparently he's back in. So I guess we'll see where that comes from. Yeah, man, we shall see. So, I am right now in the lead of our picks, but we're heading to New England, where I thought the Dolphins was going to beat the Patriots because didn't know how Cam was going to react to Bill Belichick's offense. Well, I could say right now it didn't even look like Bill Belichick's offense. It looked like Cam Newton's offense. Right? 
But to be fair, and like that's 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 what makes Bill Belichick such a great coach. He uh he fits the game plan to fit his players. But also to be fair, I don't even think it was a team effort. And I'm not dishing out on Cam, but I'm going to start dishing out on Cam right now. That game, he looked selfish. I'm going to just say it out there. He looked selfish. Interesting. I I, I was watching um, the NFL Network, and someone agreed with me. I think it was um, Matt Fabiano, if I'm not, if not, I'm correct, if I'm correct. He said that Cam Newton needs to start looking like a team player instead of a selfish player selfish player and i agree with him not given anything wrong with it but i just i think i didn't think they looked like more of a team i think they looked more of i'm cam new and i'm gonna do what i want hmm. but i could be wrong um, i could be wrong who knows i thought it was an interesting take i thought uh i thought he played pretty well i thought he looked fresh um he definitely did i think he's gonna be a good player for I agree with you. I definitely think he is a good player, and I think he looked phenomenal in that game. Um, I just don't know. I have to see more from him. He didn't have a passing touchdown. He had two rushing touchdowns. Yeah, that's true. So I don't know what his passing yards were, but... 155. That's not a lot. (laughs) not a lot. (laughs) Not even... 75 rushing. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see more of the future. Um, on the Dolphins' side, I, I really didn't like how Fitzpatrick played that game. I really didn't. I think if I was the head coach or the GM, I would think about starting Tua in this next game or maybe in the following game. I don't know if you want to set him against that Bills defense, but yeah, true. Uh, yeah, I definitely think um maybe in two or three weeks you definitely gotta start really giving it a look. Yeah, because if if Fitzpatrick plays like he played, I really would think that's the time. It's the time to bring out Tua. All right, we're going to Baltimore, where the Baltimore Ravens really showcased against the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, dude, they had a huge game. Um, in in NFL standards, Lamar Jackson won Offensive Player of the Week for the AFC. Um, he had like three touchdowns. The uh, J.K. Dobbins had two rushing touchdowns. He looked really good. Um, that game was interesting. Odell barely relevant. And then there's rumors that they want to trade him now. Baker Mayfield looked like trash. Wow, that was an interesting game. Interesting take on Lamar Jackson winning MVP. Or not MVP, uh, AFC Offensive Player of the Week. I guess we'll we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, but yeah, um, Cleveland. I don't know what you're doing. I, I I can't I can't physically understand it. I I don't know what's happening. We already know you have the pieces. We've been saying it for two years now. You have the pieces. Even a um, decent quarterback can win a game with those pieces. 
You're talking about Nick Chubb, one of the, arguably the top five running backs in the league. You're talking about Kareem Hunt, who was one time arguably the top three in the league. You have Odell and Jarvis Landry. You have Austin Hooper, uh, Najaku, uh, who is now injured. He's now on the IR. But still, you have the pieces. What is happening? Yeah, man, seriously. I don't know what the deal is in Cleveland. Maybe they are cursed. I don't know. Maybe they are. I, I just don't understand it because I bet you Matt Castle could come in and win with those offense. If he, they're like that offense is so stacked. I think any starting quarterback in the league today, if they had those pieces around them, they'd be winning games. They wouldn't be losing. Yeah, I think I can agree with that. I mean, the O-line isn't amazing, but still. But still, like, exactly. Still, you have Odell. You have Jarvis Landry. You have Austin Hooper. You have two great running backs. And even their defense is not even that bad. Their defense is stacked. Yeah, dude. Like, what is going on? I don't know. Cleveland, there's something up with you, and I can't pinpoint it. But the Ravens destroyed the Cleveland Browns 38-6. to And now we will see Cleveland go against Joe Burrow tomorrow. We will get to that later on as well. The Minnesota Vikings hosted the Green Bay Packers, which was another extremely high game. I had the Vikings winning, and it was a close one. But the Packers did come out on top and won 43-34. And I have to say, I have to ask this question. Is Aaron Rodgers back? Dude, he, he looked like he really looked back. Maybe them picking Jordan Love is what he needed to. I don't know, dude. He really did look amazing, though. He really did. Four touchdowns. Extreme amount of yards. It looks really, really good. And Devontae Adams, man. Holy crap. What a game for that dude. Vikings side, I I didn't see too much wrong with it. Like, of course, they're going to need a amp up. I think get Justin Jefferson some of the ball more run the ball a little bit more effectively defensive side. I, I didn't, I don't, I don't even know. I can't, I think it was Aaron Rodgers picked them apart piece by piece, but overall, I think they have a really good team and I think they can, I think they just had an unlucky where of week one. <clears throat> I feel it. Now we're going to Cincinnati where we both picked the Bengals to win against the San Diego Chargers, or, I'm sorry, the Los Angeles Chargers. You have the debut of Jared Joe Burrow. And it was an ouch game. <laughs> yeah, literally all around. Yeah. My boy Joshua Kelly, though, got a touchdown. I'm, I'm happy about that. UCLA boy Joshua Kelly. 
Yeah, man, he had a nice touchdown. Um, that was like probably the biggest highlight of that game. That game was really dry. It was a low-scoring matchup. Um, Mixon was nowhere to be found. Yeah. Keelan Allen was nowhere to be found. AJ Green was nowhere to be found. AJ Green would have had a touchdown, but the the offensive pass interference, which we saw a lot of this this week, we did. We saw one there. We saw two on Monday night. We saw one on Sunday night. Sunday night, yeah. Like I don't know, but the Chargers came out on top, sixteen to thirteen from a. Randy Bullock miss to tie up the game. That was brutal. He got injured in that. No. Yeah, during it. Yeah, dude. Uh, I don't. Know, it, I, I thought it was a fake injury, but no, they yeah, actually they actually def- signed someone else to replace Randy Bullock because of an injury. Like it was an actual injury. That was crazy. They actually signed Cleveland's kicker that they, I think Cleveland just released. Oh, yeah. Something like that. All right. Game of the week. Well, that's what we all thought was going to be. The newly acquired Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Gronk and Brady takes on Breeze and the Saints. We thought this was going to be a game. It was a game. We did. It was a game, all right. It was, yeah. But not a game. It was interesting to say, like, we definitely learned a lot about both teams. Yeah, we definitely learned about a lot. And the real question is, is Brady not good with Bill Belichick? Or is what? What the hell? Isn't it crazy? Like, maybe Bill didn't make Tom. Maybe. I don't know, though. It's a little too early. The Saints are a really good team as well. They're like they're not a pushover. Team. No, not a pushover team whatsoever. But like Brady was overthrowing. Brady was misthrowing. Brady was. It, it looked miserable out there. He barely threw to Gronk. Barely threw to Mike Evans. He, it seemed like he was trying to force feed Godwin, and every time he did, it was just intercepted. Um, what do you think Brady needs to do to uh, to bounce back? You think he will bounce back? A lot of people uh, think yeah, he will. Think he's I mean, I I I just think the Saints are just going to be a really good team this year, man. Honestly. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, that was a game that you didn't think. Uh, remember my last last week in our podcast? I said the Saints were going to win, and that's going to be the deciding factor of the division. Yeah, well, yeah, you did. Saints won. I wonder if that comes true. Saints did win, so right now, Buccaneers have to play catch up. All right, here Good comes point. here comes another shocking game, which probably was one of my favorite games. The Cardinals heading into San Fran. What's your thoughts on? The Cardinals and 49ers game. Yeah, that was really interesting. That game did not go how I expected. Kyler Murray came out. You know, he had a great game. Um, DeAndre Hopkins had a career high in catches. I think he had like 14 for 151 yards. He he really had a good game. Um, He really ate. That was really surprising. Uh, Dude, maybe they're going to be 
team to be reckoned with. I remember you a long time ago saying something about Kyler Murray and like MVP. I could have sworn. Uh, yeah, but... yeah, I said, and this was possible. Who knows? This was this is, and and it's not. I didn't say it this year. What I said to you yeah, and a couple of my friends, I said before the DeAndre Hopkins trade, before any of this. I th- I think this was even before the NFL draft. I, I yeah. said in the next three years, Kyler Murray will win an MVP. All the Cardinals need to do is get another premier catcher on that team to make an impact to make this team step up. And you know what they do? They grab DeAndre Hopkins. And then we saw a, a side of Kyler Murray that we haven't seen at all. Last year, he was so conservative, so, like, he didn't play aggressive. And today, you saw he he led the game in rushing. He leads the team in rushing yards. We didn't see him run that much last year. Nope. This is a – Exactly. This is a different side of this offense, and I'm excited, and this is one of my hot takes – and I'm going to say it right now. The Cardinals will be top three in the NFC. Top three. Interesting. That is my hot take of the year. That is one of my hot takes of the year. I really, I, like I just, I think the defense really stepped up. Pat Pete, Buda Baker, Byron Murphy, man. I love that dude. He's so good. Yeah, dude. He's a great player. Isaiah Simmons, Hanson Riddick. They got tons of great players on that defense, and that offense is now – you didn't even see much of Larry Fitzgerald or Christine Kirk. It was like the Murray and Hopkins show on that team. But I wouldn't – Yeah, you had a huge – I wouldn't – I wouldn't double coverage Hopkins, or at least I would try. But if you do, Kirk's going to get free. I, I'm warning you now: if if you try to shut down just Hopkins, that that team has players on them that you just don't underestimate. All right, <clears throat> the last game of the Sunday night. The Cowboys versus the Rams. Another one that we get wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> oh, the damn Cowboys letting us down. Just like they let their fans on every year when they go 8-8. Eight eight. I understand how a Cowboys fan feels right now. Man, that team looked miserable. The only upside was Ezekiel Elliott. That was it. I really don't think there was anything special about the Cowboys except Zeke. Yeah, CD Lamb didn't have too too much action. Um yeah, they were the offense was truly underwhelming. Mike McCarthy was not how I expected he was going to be. 
Uh, he threw shade at the refs after the game. I mean, I don't know if you could really do that in your first game back. I wouldn't do that personally, but I don't know, man. They really let me down. I thought they were going to ball out. I thought it was going to be easy victory. But Sean McVay's Rams came out to fight, and I respect them for it. Came out to fight. Malcolm Brown, my dude. He went all two, two, two touchdowns. Jared Gulf looked solid. I, I have never seen someone feed a ball into a tight spiral like Jared Gulf did with that one play where he he threw to, um, I believe it was Cooper Cup, but I'm not sure. But there was a play between Jalen Samuel or Jalen Smith and um, Shinsei Awuzne or whatever is that corner's name. And he literally threw it on the run into a perfect spiral. Like, it was impressive. And also, can I say something? Aaron Donald is a machine. Yeah, dude, he was going crazy. I don't know. He's been good, and he might be the best player in the NFL, honestly. Good is not even the word for what he did to one, arguably one of the best O lines in the league. He made that O line look like there was no one even there. We talked about how bad the Eagles' O line was. Man. Aaron Donald made the Cowboys look like a a joke. I remember that one play where he literally shoved the guy so hard he unblocked one of his teammates because he shoved the player (laughs) into the other player and they went down like a pinball machine or a domino, a domino effect. He's unreal. And guess what? I'm pretty positive... Aaron Donald might have another outstanding game in week two. Who they got this week? The Vikings? No, I will. When when, when we get to it, we'll get to it. You don't even have to look it up because I have it all written down. I'll go through week two when we get there. It's true. It's going to be... It's going to be bad. I'm just going to say that. It's going to be bad. (laughs) All right, Monday night. Zach, your favorite game's on. Yeah, uh-huh, my favorite game. <laughs> my Steelers came into New York to face Zach's favorite team, the New York Giants. What's your thoughts on that, Zach? Um, all right, so the, I think the Giants are a lot improved from where they were last year. I think Daniel Jones aside from the end from the red zone pick where his arm got oh. tipped mid I think aside from that, I think he played brilliant. I think he was making great throws. I think he was making great decisions. The The pick from TJ Watt was just an amazing play from an amazing defensive player. That's all that was. Yeah, he faked I me out when I was watching. Um, but I'm, I'm, I don't know, dude. Uh, they, they couldn't run the ball at all. They had 0.4 yards of carry, not even half a yard of carry. So I think Daniel Jones did a good job because literally every single time it was second or third and long because he got hit at the line or before on 75% of his rushes. Yep. So, you know, I mean, being being able to drive down the field when every time it's second and third and long, that's pretty impressive to me. I think he showed a lot. Um, I think Ben looked really rusty in the very beginning, but he started to turn it up at the very end. He started being able to find Juju. 
Um, Benny Stell really stepped up when James Conner went down. Um, I think they showed a lot too. I think that defense could be the best in the NFL, honestly. I was skeptical. I'm not going to lie, but they really are great. So I'm going to say this right now, and I, I a lot of my family members are Giants fans. They're either Cowboys fans or Giants fans. So the Cowboys or the Giants fans came out, and I was reading some of their posts on Facebook. They were saying, oh, another terrible year with the Giants, another terrible coach, <laughs> another terrible, miserable quarterback. Like, And I had to step in. I had to step in, and I'm a Steelers fan. I watched that game, of course, because that game, that was my game. I, I, I watched it from beginning to end. Yeah. The defense showed extreme promise. The defense got into Ben's face ha- almost the whole game. And that offensive line is no joke. Um, the defense showed promise. They kind of slouched on the end, the, closer to the end. It needs some work in the secondary. Mm-hmm. But again... I believe the secondary is their weakest spot, right? Am I, am I not yeah. mistaken? The secondary is their weakest. Yeah. Um, yeah. The offense, you had your top player, Saquon Barkley, rush for six yards. Yep. And that's not even Saquon Barkley's fault. That's not even the offensive line's fault. That's not even anybody's fault, really. Because when Saquon Barkley got the ball, other than running it, like catching it, he burst it off on scene. That was just mm-hmm. Steelers defense destroying and playing, and really, and we we saw what they did. They boxed that line so hard, and they rushed around four to five guys almost every time, and that led up to that one Darius Slayton touchdown. Um, mm-hmm for like 43 yards because Fitzpatrick saw the play action. So he moved up and he regretted moving up because it ended up being a Darius Slayton touchdown, but they were focused so hard on Barkley and yeah, they shut him down and they shut down everybody else in the meantime. But if Barkley got going, that would have been a different game. I agree with that. I think it would have been either this like a three-point game, but it would have been a different game. I agree with that for sure. If they could have got a running game going. If they could have got a running game going, that that game would have been completely different. And we would have saw... They did a great job neutralizing Barkley. Yo, I... I, As a Steelers fan, I am so proud of that defense, man. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Bud Dupree really showed up. They really are TJ Watt didn't do much, but he was his presence was felt because I know they double teamed him a lot when he rushed yeah, in, and that nice interception as you mentioned. Um, but Bud Dupree, man, he really, really showed up. He up, uh, yeah. he made Jones and Barkley's life a living hell because he was in that phase twenty four seven. Like I did not expect that much from him. Um, but yeah, Steelers came out and 26, 16 with the victory. Um, and that put me up that, that actually finalized it. And I won this week in our picks right now. I have a nine and seven and a, you have an eight and eight. 
So not too Close, bad, man. Close. Not too bad. I think that was a pretty good week. Um, the last week of the game, uh, last Monday night for doubleheader was Titans versus Broncos, which I thought it was going to be a better game personally, but really wasn't. Yeah, I actually didn't really catch that game at all. I didn't. I, uh, I, 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 yeah, I didn't catch it either. But all I know is their kicker missed one <laughs> out of one out of four field goals, and the one field goal he did kick was the game-winning kick. Yo, isn't that ridiculous? That's crazy. I know Derrick Henry is now the second highest rusher in the league. I have the stats up right here. Yeah, he has. 116 yards, and he is right behind CEH. And right in front, and right in front now, who do you think's in third place? Is it Zeke? Benny. It's, it's Benny Snell. That is, I know that I watched the whole game, unfortunately. Is, he had like what, 100? I don't even know what he had. 113 rushing yards. You want to know a fun fact yeah. about Derrick Henry? I'm interested. What's that? Every time he rushes over 100 yards, he is undefeated. He is 14-0 and 0 if he runs over 100 yards. I saw that stat today. Really? Yep. Saw that stat today. <laughs> so what was your week one surprises, really? What's the, the biggest surprise that came out on week one? Biggest surprise. My biggest surprise was probably Josh Allen putting up the numbers he did. I did not expect that. I really do like Josh Allen, but I didn't think he was going to be able to run that. I, I didn't think he was going to run that much, first of all, but then he scored running and then he threw two in. He had one blooper pass, but that's okay. We all have bad passes every now and again. Yeah. But yeah, he really impressed me. I mean, Jets suck, but, you know. <laughs> Where is it? Where is it? One of the biggest surprises were a Garner Minshew man throwing three TDs for only 173 yards. Like, what? What? That makes zero sense. And another big surprise was that Washington defense really, like, I knew they were good, but I didn't think they were that good. They really really brought it. Both those really, really did shock me. All right, let's go over to the AFC and NFC offense and defense player of the weeks. Let's start over on the AFC. um, when When you said that, I thought we were making our own. Because I had looked up the regular ones, and I'm not gonna lie, I agree with only one of the four that they picked. Oh no, no, this is our name. own. We're Different picking our own. Yeah, oh, we're I, picking I, our own. Yeah, yeah, we're picking our own. We're not, we're not following off of them. I didn't even look at that. So yeah, because Lamar offensive player of the week for the AFC, and I just didn't think so. What was that? Lamar Jackson got um, the AFC Offensive Player of the Week, and I just didn't think that was the case. Oh, I thought that was definitely going to be your case. Okay, I'm now now I'm intrigued. Now I'm intrigued. Okay, okay, let's 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 hear it. Well, who is your Offensive Player of the Week? My AFC Offensive Player of the Week is the quarterback for the 
Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen. Uh, he, you know, he really did have a great game. He went over 300 yards. You know, he had he was a pretty efficient running. I'm pretty sure he had a touchdown. You know, he had a two passing touchdowns. He led them to a victory. I thought it was great. I thought he did a good job extending the play. He had two fumbles, which can be cleaned up because they were like crazy fumbles where he got hit, like diving and stuff like that. But yeah, he really impressed me, and I was impressed with his play. That's actually really cool. I, I really do like that. Um. Who was your defensive player you? of the game? My AFC defensive player of the week is the Jets safety Marcus May. He had 10 tackles, two sacks, two pass breakups, and a forced fumble. Oh, wow. I didn't even see him, to be fair. Okay. Okay. He killed it. Marcus May, you said? Yep. 10 tackles, two sacks, two pass breakups, and a forced fumble. Nice. My AFC Offensive Player of the Week has to go to the boy, the running back, Joshua Jacobs from the Las Vegas Raiders. True. He didn't break over Valid. 100 yards, 93 yards, but he got three touchdowns. He really impacted that game as a whole. He had receiving yards. Um, I just – I really do think – that made made that entire def like that that made the entire game. He really showcased what he was made of. So I have to give it to Joshua Jacobs. Uh, my defensive, oh, my AFC defensive player of the week. Even though they lost, I have to give it to Jerome Baker, linebacker for Miami. Sixteen total tackles, one sack, and one forced fumble. I really do think he's an impact player. I think he really can showcase what he does. He leads the NFL in tackles right now. I'm excited to see what else he can do. All right. What is your NFC Offensive player of the week. My NFC offensive player of the week is also a quarterback, and this is also my MVP pick, the quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks, Russell Wilson. Uh, you know, he had a great game. He had the four touchdowns. Um, they just had a dominant victory, and they played really well, and I was very impressed, and that's exactly what I thought he was going to be because, you know, he's my MVP prediction. I like it. I like it. By the way, can I, can I say something? I, I know this is random and it's off topic. But remember how we were talking about how the Cowboys have all these key players? I know this is really off track, but you know how we were talking about how the Cowboys had all these key players on defense and how they were really scary? Well, did you even know that Alden Smith came out of retirement just to play with the Cowboys? Yeah. I did not know that. That completely slipped my mind until I started watching that game, and I was like, wait, Alden who? He's back? I thought he retired. <laughs> I was shocked. I, I was just, yeah, I'm just man, looking at I'm just looking at like a defensive list over here and I saw his name and that just popped in my head and I'm I needed to point that out. Like I was I was literally shocked about that. Anyway, who is your defensive player of the week? My defensive NFC. player of the week. My defensive player of the week for the NFC is safety again. Interestingly, he would have been on the same team as my AFC offense player of the week. He would have been on Jets, but he's now also on the Seahawks of my Ooh. offensive player of the week. 
I'm picking safety Jamal Adams with 12 tackles, one sack, two pass breakups. That's a really good one. I like that one a lot. You're really pulling out all he the was, stops over here. Yeah, he was, you know, he was making physical plays. He was doing a lot, man. I, I, I like that pick a lot, actually. Man. All right. I respect it. I respect it. Um, he really did bowl out. I think Jamal yeah, he Adams. He was making um, you know, he was making plays in the run game. He he had two pass breakups. He was making plays there. Um, he really could be defensive player of the year, in my opinion. But Ooh, uh, you know, already, well, I think good fit. Yeah, dude, I mean, I mean, I don't know, dude. He reminds me of like Cam Chancellor when he was over there. Nice, nice. Yeah, he did have a really good. Really good game. Um, my NFC Offensive Player of the Week is a quarterback this time, but he is not Russell Wilson. He is, I know who it is. Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. I was the, uh, it was a throw up between those two, but I agree it was a throw up. But I had to go with Rodgers because of just the fact that. He had more yards. He had actually. Now I'm looking at. I'm I'm starting to lean more towards Russell. Yeah, man, Russell's like that. You know what? I'm gonna change mine right now and say Russell Wilson won NFC AR NFC Offensive Player of the Week for me because I'm looking at it. Rogers threw for 44 attempts, 32 completion, and he had a one point. 127.5 and he only threw 40 more 42 more yards than Russell Wilson but Russell Wilson yeah dude Wilson. threw Sad. he threw 35 times and completed 31 of them with a rating of 143 so he had nine less passes than Aaron Rodgers, and he only missed four. He missed as many passes as he threw touchdowns. Exactly. Four. So, yeah, I, I really didn't look into that. But, yeah, Russell Wilson. Yes, sir. I have to MVP. agree with you on that one. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet, at least. Not yet. We'll see. We'll see. All right. So my NFC defensive player of the week. This one's an interesting one. Byron Murphy Jr. Got to give it to that man. He clamped up the San Francisco in that last play. He broke up the game winning or yeah, the game winning touchdown pass to um, what's his face? I forgot his name already. Wow. One of the San Francisco's uh, wide receivers, he broke it up at the last second to save the game. So I was in, I was impressed from his, his play style. His stats really didn't show it, but the way he played did show it. All right. What do you think the game of the week was for you? My game of the week? Um, I think for me, it was probably my favorite game to watch was the Packers and the Vikings because it was a really high scoring game and I really love offense. So that was my personal favorite game to watch. 
it was either that or the Giants game because it was Giants and Steelers, and you know all my boys are Steelers fans. Yeah, but like I feel like that's the genetic answer. Yeah. So my favorite game was actually it was originally thinking about it. It was originally going to be the Las Vegas Raiders versus the Carolina Panthers, but I have to switch it and put in the Seattle Seahawks and Atlanta Falcons. I really do enjoy that game. That game is a really high offensive game, but it was also really defensive on the end because there was a lot of crazy defensive plays as well. All right. So we're going to be heading into injury report in a second. Um, so yeah, we're going to get on the injury report. So the key, some big key injuries that have been happening in the NFL. I think the biggest one right now we have to talk about is Michael Thomas from the Saints. Yeah, dude, and he's supposed to be out for several weeks. Uh, that's definitely a huge loss for them, dude. Um, in the light of that, I really do think Sanders is going to pull up and be a really good player. So keep an eye out for Sanders. Um, some other notable Injuries, Le'Veon Bell, again, is injured with a high ankle sprain. He is out for three weeks. They put him on the IR, and with the new COVID rule, they can come back in three weeks. Mm-hmm. They'll come back to the situation in three weeks, so we'll see where that goes. But Le'Veon Bell, once again, injured. Um. Cowboys side, we have Leighton Vanderesh with a collarbone injury, and he will be out, I think, for six to eight weeks. That is a big blow, I think. Yeah, dude, that's huge. Uh, they, were, they were missing him last year, and it was a big deal to get him back this year, and now he's right back out. It's really unfortunate. Didn't he have a neck injury last year? Yep. Coming back from that's that, some... and he's hurt again. With a collarbone injury, so it's like right next to the end. Yeah, a little sketchy. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I'm happy the Steelers didn't get him. No offense to that, because I wish <laughs> him all luck, and I hope he recovers quickly. But don't want that. Talking about the Steelers, James Connor down with the injury again. Yeah, man. What um... do you think about? Benny Snell truthfully stepped up in his spot, so uh, and he was more productive. So I don't know. I I'm not gonna lie. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't have his job back when he comes back. You know, I'm starting to think that way too. And I'm I'm a huge Connor fan. I've always been a Connor fan. I love his story. I loved what he produced when he was on the field. But his injury is a problem. And I think if he can't figure it out, he's gonna probably lose his job. Yeah. And Benny Snell is a lost a lot of weight through this offseason, which is kind of crazy. Because with all this COVID crap and everything else. Yeah, for real. Another Steelers actually just went on IR for the rest of the year. Um, their offensive tackle. What is it? What is his name? Zach Banner. Banner. Yeah. Tore his ACL and is out for the rest of the year. 
upsetting. Trying to figure out. Blake Darwin's also out for the year for the Cowboys, their tight end. He tore his ACL. Is there any other big ones that you can think of? Oh, I'm doing. I'm thinking right now. I can't think of anyone though. Jordan George Kittle, high ankle sprain, but they're saying he's likely to play. So, yeah, yeah. I can't really think of anybody else though. Me either. Any really big ones? I'm looking through the injury list. They don't really have an updated injury list, so that kind of makes it a little bit annoying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not but that's that notable know. injuries just for you guys to... Oh, Kelvin Johnson is out during this game. Coming up. Oh, that is actually a big one. Geno Ankins is out for the Bengals. He has a shoulder injury. All right. Well, that is it for the injury report. Just wanted to give you those updates of those small but big impacts, especially for our next topic, fantasy football. Yes, sir. I think that's everybody's big fun thing to do. Is yeah, there man, any uh, waiver wire ahead, pick who, um, who was your number one waiver wire pickup this week? Me, personally, it was Malcolm Brown. I saw him in a lot of people's or a lot of free agencies in most of my leagues, and I picked him up. And you know what's even funny? In one of the leagues, I didn't pick him up because I was like, he's for sure going to take. I see my list. I see I see him. I'm, I saw, I'm like the last person that gets the pick on the waiver wire. So I didn't even bother trying to. And I looked today, and he was still there. And I was like, wait, what? So I had to pick <laughs> him up. Yeah, for sure, man. I picked him up as but well yeah. in the league that I was able to. Yeah, I think Malcolm Brown was a big fantasy pickup. You know who else I picked up that I think everyone should go pick up if they haven't already and he's available? I think everybody should go pick up Traquan Smith, who should get an increased role now that Michael Smith is out. See, I would do that, but I really do think Sanders is going to make that big impact, and I think he's going to be that main target. But you could be right. There there, there has to be a number two wide receiver somewhere because now he's going to get the cornerback. The number one cornerback is going to go at Sanders now. This is true. This is true. I guess we'll see. But yeah, that is a good, smart pickup. Um, another low-key pickup that I picked up was Logan Thomas. You know who you know who he's from. You know where he is. Like, you probably Logan have no Thomas idea who I'm talking about. Tight end? He is a tight end. He is a tight um, end for the Washington football team. I thought, yeah. He had the most targets. He had a touchdown. And he had the most targets on the Redskins team. Now, I'm not saying he's a definite you should go and pick him up because we don't know if he's going to do it again. But if you're in a 12-man league and you need a backup tight end or anything like that, look for him. He's probably available. Definitely probably available. 
Do you have any key starts, like favorable matchups that you like this week? Um, a favorable matchup that I think you should play this week is probably going to be. Let me take a look at who I had in my notes real quick. Uh, I think you should definitely start Patrick Mahomes against the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, I think the Chargers have a good defense. I mean, that's obvious. So, like, like you know, obviously you're going to play Patrick Mahomes if you drafted him. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to find, like, someone deeper. Let me go in my other league. Maybe I just want to come back. So, one of my um... – Notable pickups is I I, st- I benched him actually last week. It's Keenan Allen. Didn't know what he was going to do. Didn't know how the quarterback situation was going to do. Didn't I really didn't believe in Tyrod Taylor. Didn't have a great game. But last year, the past two games, he played the Chiefs. He went over one thousand or one hundred and twelve yards with at least one touchdown. I think this streak continues, and I think he is a perfect for your flex or your wide receiver too. That is just one notable person that I think you should definitely look into. I like that take. Another, oh, another pickup that you should pick up. We saw him impact in the Steelers game. Darius Slayton. I picked him up. Not gonna lie. He was a bit available in my league. Oh, I man. picked him up. We, I I have him in one league, although he was in my bench. I played Sterling Shepard instead. Another big one is the um Marquise Vanillin Sterling from the Green Bay Packers. He's another good pickup that you could possibly get. Who? Um, you know, honestly, even though I said it before, how the Cleveland's defense was nowhere to be found, we saw it happen. I would not start Joe Mixon against the Cleveland Browns this Thursday. Why is that? Because they really did shut down the Ravens. Only 103 between all three. And I say three because, yes, Lamar Jackson does run. A combined total of 103 yards rushing for the Ravens. And you might think, oh, but 103 yards is a lot. But you have three people running the ball. That's the difference for that one. So I I, I wouldn't start him. I mean, he is a smart, like, if you do start him, I wouldn't regret it but i think i have this gut feeling that he's not going to do that good i have him benched in one of my leagues interesting (laughs) i would also start josh would also start josh allen against miami you might yeah if you have him if you don't have him on quarterback one because I have him backing up Deshaun Watson which is a really good pick but I I would put I uh, is I don't even know if there's a person out there that uh, okay if you have Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers maybe you can keep him in but right now I don't think anybody I don't even wouldn't even say start Mahomes over 
Allen. I just think Allen's going to really ball out this week against a pretty weak defense. And I just, I just don't see him not putting up. I think he's going to put up over 25 points. Interesting. So, I mean, we'll I can see it. I can for sure see I it. I could totally, totally see it. Cam Newton had two rushing touchdowns against them, and Josh Allen is similar player, so. But a more more of a passer, more of a passer. Yeah. So, definitely look on that one. Derrick Henry must start against Jacksonville's defense. Must start. Yeah, absolutely. Must start. Melvin Gordon, I would probably bench against Pittsburgh Steelers defense. We saw Saquon Barkley get destroyed by that defense, and I don't think Denver's O-line is that good. So... We could see another repeat of Melvin Gordon not getting anything. Man, I feel bad for Drew Locke, man. He's going to have a rough game against Pittsburgh. And it's at Pittsburgh's home. Oh, that's even worse. Why is that? Because it's at Pittsburgh. It's not at Mile High. So the atmosphere. What? Well, are they. Is there, well, yeah, the altitude in Denver. I guess that makes that's sense. That's what I was. That's the only thing I was thinking of. If it was the altitude, because I know whenever we play in Mile High, we always struggle because of the altitude, and they're always breathing really heavy. But we're at Pittsburgh, man. It's gonna True, be home yeah. court. You take that, yeah, exactly. You could take that out of the equation. Take out the mount, uh, the altitude, and everything on that. And so, like, I don't even know what I would say about Kyler Murray. I, I think you have to start him. I don't think Washington's defense, like, secondary is that good. And the way he balled out against the 49ers front seven, I think they could do do it again. Yeah, dude, for sure. Uh, I like that play as well. Anything for you? Are you still, are you still thinking? Uh, still I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to like avoid obvious ones, but like, you know, um, I think Todd Gurley could have a big day against Dallas. I think that should be a start. <laughs> Especially after what Dallas just did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. But um who's coming out yeah, one and one? <laughs> who's leaving Owen two? Oh man, that's upsetting. But if that's it for fantasy, if you can't think of any more, we can just head on down. Yeah, let's take it. I'm cool to move on. All right, let's do our hot takes of the year. Is there any more season hot takes that you would like to add to your list? Actually, before um, we do that, that I have. before we do that, let's go over them. 
So, Zach, you're right now having three season hot takes, <laughs> and I only have two. So your first one is you said Matthew Stafford will throw 4,653 yards, 22, 28 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. Really, I don't know how you got those numbers, but okay. Yeah, I don't, I'm not either. But not worried. Zach, you also said, like I said earlier in the game, Nick Foles will not start more than four games this season. Mm-hmm. That one's looking true. That one's looking true. And then last week's hot take, which was came out of the blue, Russell Wilson will win the 2020 MVP. <laughs> All right. Yeah, dude, I don't know. I just, I, I just had like a feeling it was like, nah, Russell Wilson's winning MVP. So I was like, All right, that's what I'm going with. Okay. Me, on the other hand, I have now placed in Cardinals will be top three in the NFC. That is my hot take for today, for the season. That is my newly added. And my other one is starting to really regret it because I don't think it's ever going to happen now, especially after game one. Bradley Chubb, the O-linebacker for the Denver Broncos, will have 15 sacks. Hmm. Nice. I like that one. I don't even I don't even think he had a tackle the first game. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see about that. Any new ones do you want to add? Um the only one that I would add would be my side bet that I made in my other league with Josh Allen having more rushing touchdowns than Lamar Jackson. Because I do believe that's gonna happen. All right. That's a hot take. That's a hot take. That is a hot take of the this- Season. Josh Allen. More rushing touchdowns. Then. Lamar Miller. Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I said Miller. (laughs) I've said that so many times, it's not even funny. I don't think there's any new ones for me. I can't really think. Benny Snell emerges as a top five running back now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I got one. I got one. David Johnson will rush for more than 1,200 yards this season. I like that take. I don't think it's going to happen, but that's why it's a hot take. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, you think he's going to ball out like that? I think he's going to ball out. Nice. And no, no, no offensive rookie of the years, no defensive rookie of the years, hot takes, and not yet, not yet. You know, so what, if I'm going to be a hot take for offensive rookie of the year, I'm going to have to make it right now because um, this is before it's going to get out of hand and it's a clear first place probably. Um, you know what? Yeah. For a hot take, I'll say Jerry Judy, offensive rookie of the year. Once he can get his hands down or whatever problems he had Monday night. Oh. Oh. I did not see that coming. I thought you were going to go the obvious route. I'm trying to change it up. Okay, okay. Wow. Okay, that really that really actually shocks me right there. Wow. 
Okay. Um... I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to say anything yet for this because I, I want to go the obvious route and say Ceh is going to win the offensive player of the year. But like at the same time, I want to give it like maybe one more week. Maybe next yeah. week I'll give yeah. you my prediction because I don't know Joshua Kelly, man. He really could ball out and True. take Eckler's spot. And who knows? Easton can come out of nowhere and come out of the blue throw a million passes and get a lot of touchdowns. You never know what could happen. Never know what could happen. So I think I'm going to wait like maybe one or two more weeks and we'll see, but good for you, man. Good for you. For sure. All right. Now we're heading to, now that the season's done for our hot takes, we're going to head over to our next week and week two predictions. Like I said, we will calculate. We will figure out who has the best overall record after the end of the season. So we are keeping track of every week of our bets. Mm-hmm. So right now, I am leading the lead with nine and seven, and Zach is one game behind me with an eight and eight record. Let's see what this week prolongs. All right, tomorrow's big game, rivalry weekend. Joe Burrow, the number one pick versus the number one pick, Baker Mayfield, Cleveland, Cincinnati. Who are you going with, Zach? I'm going with the Cincinnati Bengals on this one. Um, I think they're going to come out victorious. I think the Browns are going to continue to have problems until they can figure it out. I'm not going to be taking them. I have to actually agree with you, even though I did say Mixon was not going to have a good game. I never said Joe Burrow wasn't going to have a good game. I think Cincinnati is going to take it, and Joe Burrow is going to get his first win. I really do think so. I, I just don't. I, I don't know what's going on with Cleveland. I just don't think they're going to find any solution. And you know what? I have a new hot take. <laughs> What was that? Actually, I will get back to it when we, because it's actually another random hot. So like, it just came to my head. I'm going to announce who will be the first coach to get fired. It's not the Cleveland Browns. I know it. I know. We were talking about the Cleveland, and I don't know how <laughs> I thought of this, but I have a new hot take. We'll get to it when we get to that team. <laughs> anyway, let's go on to Jacksonville versus the Tennessee Titans. What do we got? Wait, what is it? The Titans versus who? The Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm going with the Titans on this one. Minshew looked impressive, but not nah, Derrick Henry and the Titans are going to be taking this one. I agree. I, I just don't think the Jaguars can stop Derrick Henry, and he's going to have another really, really good game. For sure. All right. Carolina Panthers versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I'm going to have to go Buccaneers on this one. I think Tom Brady's going to bounce back. I think the Buccaneers are going to bounce back as a team. I think Panthers are going to put up a fight, but in the end, it's not going to be enough, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be taking home a win. Ooh. I don't know, man. Like, I have a gut feeling I want to go with the Carolina Panthers, but, like, in my mind, it's saying go Tampa Bay because Tom Brady's going to ball out this week. So I'm going to go Tom Brady and TB on the Tampa Bay, the TB Buccaneers. TB12 on the TBB. 
<laughs> All right. Denver heading into Pittsburgh. Who do you got, Zach? I got Pittsburgh winning this one. That defense is something crazy. Uh, I really like Denver, and I really like what they got going on, but Pittsburgh's defense is another level. I agree with you. I just I don't think Drew Locke is ready. I, I don't think Melvin Gordon is like this defense is something I – I knew we were like a top five defensive last year, but like we got one new player. Actually, we got back a player because Stefan Tewitt was injured. But like, man, where did this defense like they are playing on a whole new level? Like, like you said, they might be the <clears throat> best defense in the league. And that's, in my mind, crazy because I would have never thought that. All right. The Chargers are coming to Philadelphia. Oh, I was wrong. I was wrong. I thought the Chargers, I thought the, uh, I thought the Rams were playing the, no, that's it. The Rams are playing the Eagles. The Rams are playing the Eagles. That's why I did say the, uh, Aaron Donald was going to have uh, one hell of a game. True. I'm going uh, Rams on this one with Aaron Donald. I, I I have to agree with you. I just don't see the Eagles offensive line. I mean, we saw what the Rams did to the Cowboys offense. I, I don't think the Eagles are going to have any chance. With that O-line out yeah, it's it's going to be bad. I uh, I'm going to Oh man, okay. I'm I'm not going to say anything cuz that that's our next just topic. It's our next topic, Larry. Don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> Don't get ahead of yourself. Don't get ahead of yourself. Okay, I'm back. All right, San Fran at the Jets. All right, um I think San Fran's winning this. Adam Gase is a terrible head coach and the Jets just aren't a great team. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's <laughs> really what that comes down to. And I agree with you. And this is where that hot take came in. I think Adam Gase will be the first one fired. I like that take. And I think it's uh, probably going to be an accurate take. Of this season. And I, I just don't like him. Yeah, I really, I don't, I don't like him. I don't like what they're doing in the Jets. I just, I don't know, man. I just don't think it's, I just don't think it's there. All right, Buffalo in Miami. I'm taking Buffalo on this one. Uh, They're part of my parlay bet. I have them winning, or I have them covering a 5.5 spread. And yeah, that's my pick for this one. I think Josh Allen is going to have a great game again. And I think this uh, might be the last week we see Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ooh, you're calling for Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'd take Ryan Fitzpatrick. start. Ooh, you're calling that. Week three is the start of the Tua era. That's going to yep, be a good. Just one. like when Daniel started in week three. All right, Minnesota versus the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I also have um, 
this in my parlay with that Bills bet, and I have the underdog winning this, which is somehow the Minnesota Vikings. I don't know how they're the underdog, <laughs> but I took those odds. What? They're underdogs? Yeah, they're they're plus they they were plus one thirty last I saw earlier today, which didn't make sense because they just put up thirty five that... on the Packers, and the Colts yeah. lost. Jaguars. <laughs> to the to the Jaguars. All right, we're going Green Bay versus Detroit. I'm taking Green Bay in this one. You know they're a great team. They showed a lot of heart when they. Put up 40-something points against Minnesota. Um, I just think that offense might be too high-powered. I think they're really going to compete this year. Going Green Bay. I'm going – I don't even think I said it. I said I'm going uh, – I don't know if I said it or not. I'm going Minnesota for the Minnesota versus the Colts game. And I'm going Green Bay as well. I just don't think uh, – I don't think the Lions have any chance. Yeah. Dallas versus the Atlanta Falcons. This one, I'm going to have to go with the Falcons. I think Todd Gurley is going to have a big game. Um, I think they have a lot of pieces that are going to work. And I don't know, man, until Mike McCarthy and that Dallas Cowboys team can show me that they have, like, a solid game plan, I can't go with them here. I have to agree with you on that one, the Falcons. I I just – I don't know what the D- Dallas's problem is. I mean, they have the ch- they have the pieces to win any game possible, but like they have to prove it to me. Make me lose this bet. Make me say. Make me regret not picking Dallas right here, and then maybe I'll start going back to Dallas. All right, New York Giants versus the Chicago Bears. This one, I'm not going to lie, man. I'm taking the Giants bouncing back. They showed me enough Monday night against the best defense in the NFL, maybe, to have me believe that they can beat the Chicago Bears. You know what? I have to actually go the Chicago Bears. Um, I really did like what Mitchell Trubisky did there. And I love I love Montgomery. Um, Khalil Mack is still there. I think that defense is still really high overpowered. I think, I think, I don't think Barkley is going to do as bad, but I just, I, th- I think Bears are going to come out with victory. I respect it. Definitely could go either way, in my opinion, but. Exactly. Open. Washington versus the Arizona Cardinals. Going Arizona Cardinals here. Um, I, 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 I don't know, man. Maybe Washington is a really good football team. They have, they have a good defense. Um, I just think DeAndre Hopkins and Kenyon Drake and Kyler Murray think it's just going to be too much for him. I, I agree. Arizona, I, I think it's really just that open-end game. I think Arizona is going to definitely take it away. They're now one of my favorites coming in the NFC, but, but and I think it's going to be they're going to be number three behind the Saints and um, the Seahawks. That's that's how I feel right now. After we saw what happened with the 49ers, I just – I don't know. Yes, good. All right. Kansas City versus the L.A. Chargers. Taking the Chiefs. That's an easy one. I don't even think that needs to be explained. While Holmes is going to have a huge game. Tyreek is going to have a huge game. Can't wait. C-E-H. True. I also agree with you. 
there shouldn't be an explanation. I just think Kansas City is going to win. Yeah, I mean, they're a better football team. Baltimore versus Houston. Take a Baltimore on this one. Uh, Again, I think they're the better football team. I think Lamar Jackson is – I think he'll be close to MVP. I think MVP is going to be Russell. I think Lamar Jackson is going to be right there with him. Um, Yeah, I'm taking them. I'm actually not taking Baltimore. Wow. Interesting. I am taking the Houston Texans. I – I don't know. I just have this gut feeling and, and and like, I don't know. I saw enough from the, the defense and the offense of the Texans against the chiefs. And I like what I saw. And I think, I think the Houston Texans are going to come out on top maybe by three, maybe by a point. I don't know, but they're going to come out on top. This is what I'm interested to see what your take is. I'm pretty sure I know which direction you're going to go, but New England versus Seattle. I know you're high on Cam Newton, but are they going to beat your MVP, Russell Wilson? They are not beating my MVP, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is coming in there, taking a dub. Um, I think it might be a good game, maybe. Um, I don't know, though. I definitely think Russell Wilson is going to win this. Because it's Seattle Fields. All right, Monday night game. The Las Vegas Wait, Raiders. What was that? Who are you taking? You're taking Seahawks or Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm taking Seahawks as well. I just I don't think I just if it even if it isn't a doubt I I don't think Cam Newton can outscore Russell Wilson. Exactly. Like that's just the whole thing. And if he is playing selfish like what the analysts are saying, he's gonna have to play a team ball or he's gonna get destroyed and demolished by the Seattle defense. Yes, sir. I guess this will be the real breaking point for them. All right. The next game. The last game, the Saints versus the Raiders. I'm taking the Saints in this one. Uh, Saints are one of the better teams in the NFL. I think Raiders are good, but the defense just isn't quite there yet to keep up with Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, and that offense. Even missing Michael Thomas, I still think they're going to produce. I, I agree with you. I don't. I don't think I have. I have the Saints winning the NFC. I just don't see the Raiders keeping up, even with Josh Jacobs. Even with, by the way, let me let me talk about him. I didn't really talk about him, but Henry Ruggs the third or the second. I don't know. But that did ball. That kid balled out first week. Didn't get any touchdowns, but he balled, and he's showing a lot of promise. I'm excited to continue seeing him, but I don't think they can keep up against Drew Brees. So we have almost identical this week, minus two. Which one of them was really a shock for me? I I don't know why I'm going Houston, but I really do think Houston's gonna. Pull out that W, but I guess we'll yeah, see, that, right? Yeah, that was interesting. I don't know about that. But we'll see. We'll see. Anything can happen on any given Sunday. Can't wait. All right. We'll go to our next topic, which is actually our last topic. Do we have any hot takes for week I, two alone? I have a hot take. Super hot Here take. Here we go. Especially after this last week. Hot take, 
Saquon Barkley goes over 100 yards rushing, not combined yards rushing, 100 rushing yards this week against the Chicago Bears. Ooh. All right. They got sliced by Adrian Peterson. They're about to get sliced and diced by him now. Barkley over 100 yards. And not a lot of people did it last week. Only three people did it. And one's a rookie, two is a backup running back, and the third one was expected, Derrick Henry. All right. My one hot take and this is where I had to restrain myself because I wanted to tell it earlier. Aaron Donald is going to have four sacks in this game. Oh, wow, yeah? Yep. Interesting. I, I can see it happening, though. Any other ones? Uh, nope, that's probably my only one I have for this week. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Let me look at the games again. Not Buffalo. Josh Allen running two touchdowns. Nothing like that. Um. Actually, yeah, yeah. I could, I could definitely do that. I could definitely do Josh Allen two rushing touchdowns. That sounds right to me. Cam Newton did it, and he reminds me a lot like Cam Newton. And I think he's running just as much as Cam Newton. So, yeah, that might work. <laughs> I got one more for you, and then we'll end it there. Burrow is going to throw three touchdowns this tomorrow night. Ooh, I can't wait to see that. I can't wait to check in on that, too. Three touchdowns against the banged-up Cleveland Browns secondary. Could happen. Yep. Very well. Three touchdowns. He hasn't and I'm not saying – Yep, he rushed for one. Three throwing touchdowns. Interesting. Can't wait to see that. I don't know why. I just have that like gut feeling. feeling. That's why I'm starting. I'm starting. Um, AJ Green this week. All right, man. This has been a wonderful episode of the Corner Post Podcast. I'm excited to keep going with you. Yes, I'm excited to follow this NFL journey down to the Super Bowl. Um, guys, stay safe. This COVID stuff is really crazy again. It's – I don't even know – I we say it every week. Um, it's getting out of hand. It's getting really annoying, to be fair. But True. It Whatever. is still a problem. I'm glad that they're able to play, and we haven't had – knock on wood – we haven't had any breakouts in NFL teams yet. Yep. Let's keep it that way. Keep being responsible. Let's keep it. Exactly. But let's um, next week, we might have a um, special guest, one of our close friends. Kind of excited. Okay. I'll talk to him this week. If not, it'll be, it'll be soon. He will definitely be coming on our podcast, which is exciting. Yes. Sir. Um, follow our Twitter. We have a new Twitter. It's corner post pod. Just corner post pod. That's at corner post pod. We also have a Facebook fan page now. Yep. If you guys want to follow us, go follow us. Give us some questions. We start answering questions from our fans 
and everything. So please, let's hear it. We, we will have some more interactions with you guys as this is a podcast. This is not really a live thing. But we'll see you guys next week on the Corner Post Podcast. Have a great week and enjoy football.